Welcome to Effing Priceless episode two. It is Presley here. Bobby over here. And we're so excited. Thank you guys so much for whoever listened and subscribed and liked our first episode. Um, this episode, we're going to get into a little bit more crazy stories from our past at one of our favorite places, probably on the face of this planet. Oh, Vegas. Sin City, that's Vegas, for sure. Vegas, baby. So that's where we are starting off this episode. We've been going to Vegas for as long as we can remember. Yeah, our entire lives, literally. We, I've been there, I want to say, at least a dozen times underage because of how much our family goes. Yep. So no matter what age we were, when all the uncles and aunts and, of course, our parents went to Vegas, we went to and... Yeah, been a long time. Yeah, there's even pictures of me, for sure, um, on those little, like, kid leashes walking through the casinos. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. We were pretty young when we were um, exposed to Las Vegas and gambling. Our family are huge gamblers. Uh, huge. We've been playing poker our entire lives. Uh, any kind of stud game, hold'em, roulette, craps, blackjack, three-car poker, pie gal. I mean... We, we, we can play, and we've been playing for a long time. Our whole family is just into it. Uh, I think, actually, our dad and our uncle have been trying to go to the World Series uh, when we were younger a few times. And that's a... If you don't know, the World Series of Vegas is a gigantic, the biggest uh, Texas Hold'em card game tournament in the world. And typically, I think there's around six or 7,000 people, and it lasts days, days, days. Price is uh, anywhere from like nine to eleven million, depending on how many people actually enter. Ten thousand dollars is your entry fee to even get in this tournament. Yeah, so, so you have to be really good one and two, pretty well in. Either that or just, that or just <laughs> yeah. If you got money, fuck it, go. I go do, if I had ten thousand dollars to blow, for sure I'd go play. I love Texas Hold'em. I'm yeah, not saying not? I'm the best. I am good, but I mean, you never know. It's a lot of luck too, because you have to last days. So you have to be, you know, catching good cards long a long tournament. time. It's a pretty Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we're so excited to share these stories with you guys, and Bobby over here is going to start <clears throat> us off. You want me to start off? So, everyone knows, oh, I'm sorry, if you don't know, if you haven't been to Vegas, why you're gambling in Vegas, if you're at the uh, slots, if you're at the, any of the table games, craps, blackjack, the poker, um, cocktail waitresses come around and you get complimentary drinks. So, free booze while you're gambling. And... I like to take advantage of that a lot. I think uh, a lot of people that, you know, gamble, do drink, and they take advantage of it, but, you know, especially when you party and go in Vegas, it's uh, it's overwhelming sometimes because there's, there's well, no limit, uh, or we'll, so I thought. We'll learn about that. <laughs> so I had never heard of anyone getting cut off in Vegas from drinking while you're at the table, and I've seen some people fucked up at the table, can barely stand, they're screaming at people, slurring. I mean, it, it's barely... I mean, it's, I'm surprised they're still standing. Oh, absolutely. But I really, with my own eyes, haven't seen anyone get cut off from drinking. We've never heard of our family or oh, any And our people. family drinks, okay? Yeah. We party, we hang out, we throw big parties. We've thrown poker tournaments um, for Every Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. 40, 50 people. We have a big family. Um, so, yeah. So, this one year, 
we go to Vegas and I'm with my girlfriend, Kelly. And Kelly and I like to play craps. Uh, a little backstory on me, I know how to play craps very well for two reasons. One, one of the neighbors in the uh, neighborhood right now, he's a craps coach and a volunteer firesman, shout out to David. Um, but he's good, he knows how to play craps and he actually introduced me into craps quite a few years ago. And he gave me just some entry, um, beginner lessons that, you know, just what to do. Well, I fell in love with the game. Fast forward a couple years, I actually was a dealer, not that kind of dealer. I was a <laughs> casino dealer for a casino company here in town. And they would throw casino events for uh, charities, company parties, private parties. Whoever would hire us, we'd come and set up the tables like real dealers, give you chips. We wouldn't gamble for money. It was always for a particular reason, prizes or, or, charity, right, or charity a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So working there, half of those guys are old older, I'm not going to say old, older, <laughs> retired Vegas dealers. You were probably the youngest one, were you? I absolutely was the, the youngest one, yeah. for sure. Uh, medium age of these guys are, I don't know, 60s, 70s, 50s. But a lot of these guys had worked in actual casinos, whether it's in on uh, reservations, Oklahoma, on the water, Mississippi, Louisiana, New Orleans. Yep. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the guys were from Vegas too. So they taught me how to play craps on a whole nother level. I'm very proficient, I know how to play, and generally I do very well at the craps tables. For those of you who don't know, craps is extremely complicated for somebody who has never seen it before or knows anything about it. There are so many different aspects that go into this game. It's like dice throwing one is a technique, and then you have to know everything on the table, which there's a lot of things on the table. There, there's a lot of combinations of bet. Uh, bet's a little over 400 actually. But it's a very intimidating game because when you walk by the casino, there are up to 12 people standing around it. And if they have someone watching or hanging out with them, screaming, yelling, throwing chips at the dealers, and it's chaos. But that's the fun. It's so much fun. And the reason why it's chaos is because the tables get loud and wild when the table's winning. When the table's hot yeah. and the dice are rolling good, it gets crazy. Every single person that walks by there that knows how to play the game wants to fit in and squeeze into a spot if there's an available spot. Absolutely. Those are the tables you always want to be at, by the way. Go to the crazy fun ones, the crazy wild loudest ones. You want to be, the table is a vibe. You want to be in a good vibe and make some money. Yeah, also if you don't gamble, let's just say, and you go to Vegas, you go stand by the gambling tables because then you get free drinks too. So it's not just the gamblers. If you're standing around, you can get the free drinks. So here's the thing, your lifeline to that uh, liquid courage is the cocktail waitresses. And the cocktail waitresses, they favor the busiest tables, the busiest, loudest tables. Obviously. The people are making money, they're tipping, and the money's flowing. And the drunker people. Oh, for sure. Well, if you're at a busy craps table, typically you're gonna have a pretty good cocktail waitresses. You know, if you're tipping every drink, good couple bucks, and you know, you're drinking a lot, they all make money and they come frequently. So. Our cocktail waitresses were coming by very frequently. <laughs> and at the time, Kelly and I's favorite drink, favorite shot at least, was Fireball Whiskey. If you don't know what Fireball is, it is a cinnamon flavored whiskey. Uh, I think you either love it or you hate it. It's, oh, it's like 100%. a Jaeger or a Rumplemints. You either like it or you don't. Yep. Well, we loved it. So every time the cocktail waitress would come by, uh, we would both ask for a shot. And then we were drinking on the side. I was drinking whiskey and Sprite, not sure what she was drinking. But this cocktail with her was coming by a lot. And a few hours go by of us taking shots every single time she came by. 
if we still had the shot, she wouldn't give us the new one. So we would just take it in front of her, hand her the empty and receive a full one. And this went on for quite a few hours and we're winning. We're having a great time and we were getting fucked up <laughs> real bad in Vegas. Hey, it's Vegas. So a couple of hours roll by and the table's dwindling. It's not so hot anymore. People start leaving. It's very late at night or early in the morning, I guess you could say. And okay, it's going, it's going. Well, it gets to the point where there's only a few people at the table. And when there's a few people at the craps table, you typically don't want to play there. Um, the action is very slow. Um, there's only a couple shooters, a few shooters. So if no one really gets a, a roll and keeps rolling the dice very well, then changes hands a lot. It's just, it's not a good vibe. You right. want to be at the busy tables. So we decided to leave. And well, we had thought about going to the room, but we wanted to play blackjack. Mind you, in Vegas, every single time that we've gone, um, my brother doesn't come back to the room until the sun is up. That's how Vegas works. That's 100%. 100%. I'm all about gambling. Love gambling. I'm always at the tables. Go and eat. Go to a show. You know, go to on a tour. Couple hour nap back at the tables. Yep. You got to be there Your all the time. Your nights turn into days. You want to take advantage of all the action for sure. And most of that action happens super early in the morning. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's when the clubs get out, people have money, people are having fun. The tables get very busy then. Yeah. Uh, oh, got a little appearance by Kalua, our Italian Mastiff. She's trying to sneak in the shot right here. Uh, hi, Kalua. Mm. So before we had left the table, they informed us that they ran out of our cinnamon whiskey. And by the way, they didn't carry Fireball in the casino. They had a substitute. You know, Jack Fire is another one. They didn't even have Jack Fire, which was made by Jack Daniels. They had, uh, let's call it Fire Crap. It tasted like cinnamon, <laughs> but it wasn't that smooth. It wasn't Fireball. That's it was not Fireball. Definitely not. No. So Also, for a casino to run out of an alcohol is not common. Well, it's not common, but I, I think that kind of alcohol is not very uh, very popular. popular up there. So the cocktail waitresses, uh, or she, one of them had told us that we had actually gone through their whole stock. And I was like, what, what the hell does that mean? They only had two bottles. So let's not, you know. Okay, but that still means that you drink a bottle and Kelly drink a bottle. Yes, which, <laughs> let me just go on the record and say, <laughs> nobody should ever be drinking a whole bottle of any kind of liquor. That's just. Anything. No, if you're doing that, just look at yourself, tell you, you know, call the fuck down. Drink a whole bottle of water. That's what you need in your life. Yeah, drink, don't drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, so we killed them out of their fire crap cinnamon whiskey. We decided to move on to Jaeger. And then shortly thereafter, that's when the table was dying down and we decided to leave. We should have gone to the room. We did not. We decided to play blackjack. Go to a blackjack table, which I like blackjack. It's a little boring for me, but it is fun to play when you're trying to kill time or there's nothing to do, you know? So we sit down, we make our bets, you know, smoking a couple cigarettes and waiting for the cocktail waitress. Finally, she comes by and we're like, Two shots of Jaeger, I want a double whiskey Sprite, and I don't know what Kelly was drinking. And she tells us, no, that we have been <laughs> cut off. We are no longer allowed to drink. Were you guys, like, being sloppy, though? Like Not in my opinion. I mean, I, no doubt we were okay, trash. But at this point, you were still there. Like, you knew what was going on. I mean, like, yeah, you obviously I'd... weren't blacked out at this point. Not yet, no. Not at this point, no. 
But well, so you know what? I don't know if the waitress was like, okay, look at these fucking fools, you know, <laughs> stumbling to the blackjack table. <laughs> Let me go ask the cocktail waitress that was just in the craps area, and she may have said, fuck no, don't give Do him anything. Do not give him anything more. Or I don't know, perhaps we were so fucked up that the dealer signaled to the cocktail waitress like, uh-uh, cut off, cut off. goodbye, but, yeah. no more. Don't know, but they cut us off. Okay. So I was... So at that point, you would think you would go to the room. Well, you know what? When they cut me off, like I said, I've been bartending for a long time. So when they cut me off, I was like, uh, you should have cut me off probably a you know while what? ago. You're right. I'll you know give you that one. I, I never heard of this in Vegas, but we've been drinking. Yeah. We're fucked up. I mean, hammered. <laughs> Vegas hammered. Vegas, baby. <laughs> so at that point, you're right. We should have gone to the room. And at that point, I thought they were telling us to leave. Mm -hmm. And the dealer says, well, do you want to make a bet? What are you going to make your bet? I was like, fucked up. Well, (laughs) yeah. So my reasoning is like, wait, hold up. You're cutting us off from drinking, but we can still gamble. And she kind of, you know, kind of gave me a smile and was like, yeah. Do you want to bet? They want to make their money. So, yeah. I mean, but they cut me off. You're going to cut me off. You should not be taking my money either. I mean, I agree, but... The house always wins. Like, they want money. Yeah, well, you know what? The house took care of us this night. So, <laughs> you know what? We should have left, but we didn't. We said we still want to play. We still want to have fun. We still want to gamble. You know, we have money. We were doing well at the craps table. So, we gamble, and that's the last I remember. The next thing I remember is waking up in the hotel room and with the hangover from fucking hell. <laughs> and that trip was a family trip. We went with my mom and my sister and my girlfriend, Kelly. And, and actually, your boyfriend, right? Yeah, one of my boyfriends from college came with us, too. Well, we had an early morning tour, and the tour was, I mean, amazing. It, by the way, the tour was of the Taint facility. It's a TV show on Animal Planet where Which they manufacture... Which, obviously, you're a huge fan of. Giant Fish Nerd, if you listen to episode one, you know that about us. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tour of their manufacturing and storefront facility, and they make world-class custom aquariums for casinos, malls. Uh, Huge celebrities. Celebra- oh, Kevin all the time. Hart. Kevin Hart has that massive shark Tracy tank. Tracy Morgan has the octopus and a giant shark tank. Yep. No, Tracy Morgan has Oh, it. is that Tracy okay. Morgan. Yeah, so huge celebrities. Huge fans. So I was really pumped to go there and check out everything there, but I, I mean, the struggle bus was here. I, I was barely making he it. He wasn't even on the struggle bus at that point. He was just getting run over by the struggle bus. So all <laughs> I remember is great night, got cut off, was playing blackjack, and then wake up. We made it back to the room, you know? Okay, so that is not what happened. So around 7 a.m., sun is up. I, I feel the sun hitting my face through the window. Like, oh, dear Lord. And I just hear, boom, crash, ow. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I look over, and Kelly is having the most difficult time taking her pants off trying to go to bed. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She is falling against the wall and then she fell in between the bed and the wall. Oh, right next to the wall. Yeah, Right next to the wall because they were on the bed um, closest to the door. Yes. So she falls. We planned that, by the way. I mean, in the room, (laughs) sleep, wake up. Bed. (laughs) So she falls in this crack and she's like, oh my God, Bobby, help, help. And my brother is face planted in the bed and you just see a limp hand go to the other side of the bed like here you go babe here's your help <laughs> through your lifeline grab on <laughs> and she's like help it's not working so at this point my mom gets up 
she goes, helps Kelly, and just tells her, get the fuck in bed. Like, go to bed. And she's like, but my makeup. Like, for girls, you always want to try to take your makeup off. But at that point, fuck it. Like, come on. Is it that bad if you don't? I mean, it causes wrinkles. But anyway. Okay. And possibly acne. So, uh... Kelly, she finally agrees. She lays in bed and she's like, get me my makeup wipes. So my mom is trying to find her makeup wipes. She comes back and Kelly is knocked. Yeah. Like knocked out. Super fucked up. Both of them. And I'm like, oh my God, this is unreal. We go back to bed. I'm pretty sure my mom stayed up at that point. Like sun was up. Yeah. Um, And we finally wake them up for the tour. I think it was like around noon that the tour was. It was I want to say it was 10 or 11. Okay, very possible that it was earlier. Yeah, so finally we have to wake them up, and they are not happy, obviously. They are still pretty hammered at this point, though. And my mom looks at my brother and goes, do you remember what happened last night? He goes, yeah, like, we were gambling. We had a good time. We did get cut off. But then, (laughs) you know, we came to bed. And she goes, "Uh uh-huh. How did you get to the room? He was like, I had no clue. My legs, bitch. My legs, like, <laughs> I walk. These boots are made for walking, all right? So my mom looks at both my brother and Kelly, and they are looking at each other like, what the fuck is going on? So, you know, is there a reason why you're asking it or? So at this point, I was still sleeping. I didn't wake up until they were inside of the room making all of this racket. And my mom informs them that at around 6.30, she hears pounding at the door. And she thought that they had just forgotten they had their keys, couldn't open the door, whatever. She goes to open the door, and there is a massive security guard there (laughs) with my brother and Kelly on a fucking luggage cart. (laughs) They had rolled them up to the room because they were so fucked up. That's dope. That's so so nice of him. So the house really did take care of me that night. Yeah, that is hospitality. Hospitality at its finest. See, to me, that shows that we were not hostile. We are not, you know, (laughs) angry, yelling at people. But apparently... You guys probably, like, fell asleep at the blackjack table or, like, passed out. Oh, man. Okay, that would be... And then they probably were like, get the fuck up. Get on the luggage cart. But we must have told them what room you're staying in okay so i thought some form of communication honestly i thought about this i don't know if you guys knew your room number or if we were staying in a hotel where they had security at the elevators yeah so they were making sure that you had your room key they would check in your name sometimes so i wonder if they would just take you there and they like looked up your names yeah that are like oh we fucking know these guys (laughs) they're in room blah 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 I don't know, but that's a wonderful story. That shows me the hospitality, and they go above and beyond for their <laughs> guests because that's legit. I wish we knew that guy's name. I, I shout so out wish to that guy. That, shout out to that Vegas guy if you ever hear this. You <laughs> are number one in my book, my friend. One hundred percent. Because that's that's really cool. Honestly, pretty badass. But like, what the fuck? <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine mom opening the door and being like? Okay, get in. Like, get inside. No trouble? Okay, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, So, yeah, that was a pretty crazy time. We also went um, snow tubing on that Yeah, by the way, guys, so if you ever go to Vegas and you're looking for something to do one of the days, there's a mountain. It's in the desert, surrounded by mountains. 
there's a mountain like 45 50 minute drive we rented a car went up there and we didn't go skiing that time but we went uh, snow tubing which is a lot of fun if you've never done that it's a blast mm -hmm. but that's just i mean vegas offers a lot of cool stuff it it's really not just does. gambling strip clubs and booze i, I mean there's yeah. other stuff everyone thinks that vegas is just the strip but like they have a whole residential the shows area. oh yeah like it's actually a city i have yeah. a good friend you have a few friends that live there too yes i do um but yeah, and they, again, like you were saying, they have shows, they have so much stuff to do. A lot of tours. So I, as many times as I have been to Vegas, I'm only 22, I've only been to Vegas once. For your 21st While though. I was of age. Yeah, oh, yep. that's true. Yeah, so I've only been once of age, so that time, even then, it was my freshman year of college, mm -hmm. so I wasn't even drinking then. Uh, I mean, I was drinking, but not in Vegas yeah. legally. So. <laughs> I mean, you weren't in the clubs drinking. No, not could, at we all. We could pregame before. We could pregame before whatever. Like my mom, brother Kelly, like would get us. We're drinks. walking around with drinks, yeah. Exactly, but other than that, I had never done Vegas drinking, clubbing, anything like that. I did everything you could possibly do underage. Yeah. Which there's a lot of shit there to do. There is a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, for sure. So. That leads me to my 21st birthday in Vegas, which was indeed a wild time. Oh, yeah. We had a great time. Uh, I was in New York with my friends, college friends, and three of my absolute best friends. Shout out to them. Uh, they went to Vegas with me for my 21st birthday, and my family met me in Vegas. They flew from Texas. Um, so we get to Vegas. Oh my gosh. We are having the time of our lives. We have a huge suite. We're in the Mirage. The suite was very nice. Mom splurged since definitely it was your 21st birthday. And she's like, okay, it was a badass suite, a kitchen, a living room. And then we had two large rooms. Y'all had a way big room. Yeah. We had the huge room with a massive bathroom yes. suite. And then it overlooked the strip. Like, and then in the other room was my mom, my dad, myself, and Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had a massive living room too with like huge couches that yeah. could fit multiple, like so Almost many more people. Us. Yeah. But yeah, so we had a great time. We brought our own fireball from a different liquor store. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> we remember the fireball this time. Out there. They sell it at all the liquor stores. And I'm sure, like, you know, the restaurants and stuff, but... Oh, I'm sure, but... But not in, I guess, the bar stock for the actual gamblers. No, so we would literally take, like, massive cups that we had gotten from the casino or whatever club we were at and stuff, bring them home, fill them up with Fireball, and head out. And it was like, all right, perfect. Yeah. So um, all of us then were Fireball lovers also. Also, all of this was before... Um, obviously the surgery and everything, which now we don't drink. Now, well, so obviously from having a liver transplant, I can never drink for the rest of my life. Yeah. Totally okay with, as you'll hear from some of these stories, I did plenty of drinking <laughs> in my youth. Plenty. A lot of drinking. And you only have to abstain for a year, right? I was supposed to abstain for a year. Um, and then I've been sober for five going on six months now because i since i got six so december of 18 yeah i haven't had a drink in a long time exactly which obviously both of us are totally okay with we did our partying we did a good amount of it for sure so um again i just wanted to make that clear for anybody that's not like, drinking anymore you just yeah. had a liver transplant um but yeah so we were having a blast we went to a pool club and i think it was our second night there um, we were seeing Lil John at the Omnia, which is the club in Caesar's Palace. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to object and say, what? <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> so, Lil John, we were pumped. We only knew his one song. We didn't give a fuck. We were oh, so no, excited. By the way, if you ever go to Vegas, the Omnia Club, which is inside of Caesars, correct? Mm-hmm. Is badass. We saw Stevie Oki there one year for free. And it's just a really cool club. I highly recommend if you ever go, definitely go to that club. Also, the promoters that are walking like up and down the street, if they hand you anything or give you their number, obviously minus the strip clubs, but like the ones that are legit. The strip clubs too. The strip clubs too. <laughs> well, they actually get you in for free. They have like a limited number of people mm-hmm. that they can get into the club for free. So we got in for free to yeah. all of our clubs and parties that we were going to. Um, so... We go see Lil John. Holy shit, it is amazing. That club this, is super dope. This club is awesome. There's confetti, lights, cannons, like, the cannons, CO2 cannons, the, the laser, steam, everything. Every, oh yeah. my god, it was so awesome. And then they had like the cooling, the cooling air that they would like spritz on mm-hmm. you. And I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and we were getting the massive drinks. So in Vegas, drinks are super expensive. A Bud Light, um, j- just for a reference, like a Bud Light is like 10 or $11. Yeah. And so the big drinks that we were getting were 50 bucks. Yeah. So super expensive, but we didn't care. We were splurging in Vegas. It was your 21st. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we're having the time of our lives. We finally make it to the front row. This club is packed and then Lil John starts handing out jello shots and we're like yeah perfect so two of us decide um, we had to go to the bathroom so we go to the bathroom and we meet these guys on the way there who in are, the bathroom no no, no oh, outside, okay. the uh... <laughs> outside the bathroom so they start flirting with us we're like oh my god like wh- what are you guys doing like where are you at and they have a VIP section which VIP sections in Vegas clubs are not cheap. No, they're definitely expensive, and they give you a uh, like a minimum to hit. So yeah. if you want a small section, they're like, okay, fifteen hundred dollars. So you have to hit minimum that, or we charge it anyways. There, it's and there, you unreal. know what? There's not that many VIP areas in Omnia. No, I think maybe max ten, that, max, yeah. absolute max, but. Um, so we get to know these guys. We're like, oh my God, cool. Let's go to your VIP section. Hell we'll yeah. drink for free. For sure. So we're texting our friends, get your butts over here. Oh my God. So we're talking to these guys. They're super foreign. They're <laughs> Half of them are like Swedish. And then one of them was actually competing in the World Series tournament that month. Super dope. So the time that we went was around World Series time. We went two weeks after my birthday in July. It's always in the summer. And it's always in July. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the guy was talking about the World Series and I was like, oh, awesome. So I got to talking to him because we know um, Texas Holden very well and, you know, just asking him questions, making conversation. Yeah, right. You wanted free drinks. Well, pretending like I wasn't just there for the free drinks. Uh I had to sell it, you know? Okay. So finally, our friends meet up with us. We're drinking, having a blast. Okay, club's over, concert's over. It's about 4 a.m. So we walk out. Um, We're still hanging out with these guys, and we're like, well, we're not ready to go back yet. So we head to the lobby bar in Caesars, which is, which this comes in later, is directly next to the high rollers section in Vegas. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know, high roller tables are... Um, higher buy-in yes yeah so instead of being at a table like if you're at um let's say excalibur or the luxor the craps table you could get a five dollar or a ten dollar so that means you need to bet that minimum every time if you're over there it's gonna be 25 50 bucks yeah minimum minimum at least yeah so 
we're partying at this club, these guys are buying us drinks. <laughs> they don't really know how like receipts and tipping work. Because so, they're Swedish? Because they're Swedish. It's different in a lot of countries. So we help them out a little bit with that. Sh- yeah, and- <laughs> there you go. Protect the bartenders. Always we always protect, protect the, bartenders. the bartenders. So we're like, okay. Because at first they were just like signing it. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Like mm-hmm. we're going to get kicked out pretty quickly. Not kicked out. Vegas bartenders are probably used to it. But it's still. But it, still it's just like, not their culture. So it's You different. have to protect them. Yeah. Um, so we're drinking, boozing it up, having a blast. And what do you know? Lil John walks up to the bar. What? <laughs> so Lil John rolls up with his posse, like massive posse, massive security guards. Oh yeah. And he's around like all guys. There aren't, if anything, one girl. But there was That's there odd. wasn't any girls. That's strange. So they sit in like the very very corner. I guess they were reserving it for them. So he's at the back corner, and we're at like the front opposite corner. And uh, this bar isn't big whatsoever. Also. Um, so obviously we all turn around. We're trying to like take pictures and videos. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, oh shit, little oh, John. Shit, little John. <laughs> and this very, very large black man rolls up to us and is like, you need to stop that right fucking now. Yeah. yeah. And we're like, oh my God, what? And he's like, you can't take pictures. You can't take videos, nothing. And we're like, can we go talk to him? He's like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. That's an so, idea. <laughs> So, anyways, we continue drinking. Um, Karina and I, so Karina, Caitlin, and Brittany are with me on this trip. With three of my absolute best friends from college. So, Karina and I decide to go to the bathroom. Um, and we leave Brittany and Caitlin with the guys and at the bar. So, we're in the bathroom and all of a sudden, we hear Brittany in the bathroom. And I'm like, did you leave Caitlin <laughs> out there alone? She with- gone. Five guys and she gone. And not to mention Lil John and sitting Lil at the other there. side yeah. of the bar. And she's like, Yeah, she's fine. I was like, Mm-mm. We're talking about Caitlin here. <laughs> like, we need either we're gonna walk out and she's gonna be sitting on Lil John's lap, or <laughs> she's gonna be thrown out by the big black security guy <laughs> that came up to us earlier. It's a 50 50. 50-50. So I'm like, okay, I'll go back out there. Uh, and Karina's not far behind me. So we go, we're having a good time. Brittany shows up about 10 minutes later. Mm, we don't think anything of it, no big deal. It's about 6.30. Okay, time to go home. Yeah, so definitely. we were staying at the Mirage, which is one casino over from Caesars. Doesn't mean it's a very close walk. That if you've never been to Vegas, the entire strip is made up of uh, quite a few casinos on both sides. It's about four or five miles long. Mm-hmm. But each casino, to walk from one casino to another, is a, a quarter mile to half mile, depending on how At big least, the casinos are. Yeah. So if you need to go a casino or two over, it's, I mean, you're going to walk. It's a walk for sure. So we're like, all right, let's giddy up for this walk guys <laughs> sun is up at this point though so we walk out we all have like beers in our hands we're all right we had such a great night so much fun and we walk out into the little um like drive around for where the valets are where the valets where they pick yeah. up taxis limos the little circle. nice cars yeah yeah so we walk out and all of a sudden we hear Brittany Brittany we're all like who the fuck is calling Brittany's like, name our Britney, <laughs> Britney Spears. Like what the heck? So we all just kind of look at Britney and the driver of this party bus was yelling Britney's name, and we're like, "What the fuck is going on?" He goes, "Oh, Chris sent me," 
And Brittany looks. Who the fuck is Chris? And Brittany looks at us and goes, "Oh, guys, this is our ride." Brittany, what the fuck do you mean this is our ride? Like, what? That's insane. So, out of nowhere, we're so starstruck by this party bus that rolled up for us, basically. That's dope. Yeah. Super, super dope. So then we get on the party bus. (laughs) I mean, it was daylight. It'd be like, oh, it's ours. It was daylight. We had this 30 to 40 foot party bus for the- Brittany's party bus. For the four of us girls. (laughs) And we're like, oh my gosh. So- That's cool. We're driving to the Mirage, and then we asked Brittany, Brittany, who the fuck is Chris, and why did he send us a party bus? Yeah. And she proceeds to tell us that when she walked out of the bathroom, not long after Karina and I had walked out, um, that this man stopped her and was just doting on her, telling her she was the most beautiful girl he had ever seen. Um, he wanted her number and she just gave it to him. She was like, whatever, stop talking to me. <laughs> so that's her solution to stop talking. Here's my number. Here you Here's go. Here's my number. So we're like, okay. And she's like, that was it. Like, I, like that was it. And she didn't tell you this before you got on the bus? No. So we get on the bus and then she tells us a story. Okay. Red flag number I, one. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of red flags in my story. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so I finally asked the driver, like, just wondering, do I have to pay you for this? Oh yeah. I mean, like you shouldn't, but yeah, you I, never know. I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. We just hopped on a party bus. Yeah. Sure. $2,000. And he goes, no, absolutely not. Chris is taking care of all of this. And I go, okay, next question. How did Chris tell you that we were leaving? Is there a GPS on us? Is and, there a tracker on Brittany? And the driver proceeds to tell us, let's call him George. George proceeds to tell us that Chris is at the high roller table still. And he actually saw us walking out and George was waiting for Chris whenever he was ready to go to his next club or wherever. Mm-hmm. And so he was just waiting like around the so block. So he basically. had a whole ass party bus and it was just him in it? It was just him. He was not in Vegas with anybody else. Just him. But I guess if he met friends, he, that's why he had the party bus. I don't really True, know. but okay. So he called George and told him, Brittany and her friends are leaving. Pick them up right now. Because he saw y'all walking out? Yeah, because he saw us walking out. So the entrance is right in front of the lobby bar, which is right in front of the high roller tables. So we're like, well, shit, okay. So we finally get to the Mirage, and we thank George profusely. Hell yeah, thanks for the ride, bro. We're fucked up. It's early in the morning. I don't want to walk. And he goes, anytime, if you guys need anything else, here's my card. You call Chris, and you call me, and I'll come get you deal done (laughs) done so we are so shook about what just happened to us (laughs) we walk into our hotel room and we are so loud screaming about what just happened yeah y'all are all excited Uh, so excited it's your birthday we obviously wake up everybody in the room and uh we proceed to tell them about this guy and i look at Brittany and i'm like text him text him right now and like ask him what's up and she goes didn't he want to take her shopping well that comes later oh, okay. not yet okay not yet but he asked her i guess if there was anything she wanted to do in vegas after we finally got her to text him okay and i personally <laughs> for my birthday had been wanting to get a cabana at the pool oh hell yeah 
at Caesar's pool. Very badass pool. Very expensive to, very expensive, to get a cabana. Super big. Um, and I was like, that's what I want to do. And he was staying at Caesar's just so happened. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Oh my God, can I, can I text him that? And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> <Do you can." laughs> so she texts him and he goes, sure. Anything. What time are you coming? I'll send George. Okay. Okay. Sure. Got it. Sounds good. So I'm over here looking up all the cabanas. Like, which one do I want? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, so we finally get dressed. We bring Kelly along. And, oh, yeah. Uh, she went with y'all. Yes. So we went to the pool and uh, George picked us up. And I finally asked Brittany, like, do you remember what he looks like? What Chris looks like? Did she? And she goes, yeah, he he looks like a hoodlum. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> she goes, you know, like flapple hat, ton of tattoos, like <laughs> okay. baggy shorts, okay. like pretty short guy. I was like, uh-huh. She goes, yeah, that's him. I was like, and this guy has been paying for us to ride around in his party bus and playing at the high roller tables? Yeah. She's like, You yeah. never know in Vegas. You, you never know. never know. So I've seen we, guys dressed like disheveled and like like holes in jeans and dirty shirt and they pull out stacks of cash so we walk in and chris is there waiting for us at the front door and sure enough i would not expect to see this guy at a high roller table but again you never know yeah, you don't don't, know. Ju- don't judge a book as by you'll find cover. out i mean and so he we meet him obviously introduce all of ourselves we go back to the concierge over by the pools and they go, which one would you like? And Chris Which comes, cabana? Which ca- cabana, which package, which one do you want? And he, Chris goes, Brittany, like, which one do you want? And Brittany looks at them and she goes, Presley, which one do you <laughs> want? And I was like, oh, I would like the silver cabana with the platinum package. I'll take the uh, double platinum duchess. <laughs> Throw it. Throwing these, throwing some day beds while we're at it. Jesus. So if you don't know, running out a cabana in a pool like that, sometimes there's a, a separate fee just to book it, but typically they go by minimums. So if you want a badass one that fits 10 people, they'll be like, oh, cool. You have to spend $3,000. If you don't spend that in liquor, then they just charge you that. Yeah. So none of the liquor or food is included in the cabanas. It's the cabana price and then the minimum or whatever you need to spend. You have to, but it's obviously that additional. In, in alcohol. In alcohol yeah. or food. Or yeah, food yeah. They serve food there, which was dope. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> we get our triple platinum duchess package <laughs> and we <laughs> head out to our cabana, which actually was in the one of the private pools like off of the side so of the some of the nice casinos one. in vegas they have two pools they have the public one the one for everyone and then there's the nice one and that one's typically topless and then you're obviously not gonna see children there yeah so it's all adults um tops optional we did not take advantage of that amenity but we were having a blast so we start getting pictures of miami vice strawberry daiquiris like all of these frozen drinks um we get food we're eating and we get to know chris a little bit better so chris is here staying at caesar's he took a little break due to a death in his family and he needed to reach 
uh, the tier that he was at previously. Oh, yes. So when you go to Vegas, they have these things called rewards programs, and it tracks how much you spend, how much you're at the casino, how much in other, you know, food, everything that you spend there within their properties. Mm -hmm. And then they reward you by giving you certain, you know, concierge stuff, free perks, this or that. Yeah. So he needed to spend $10,000 in the three days that he was there. That's a shitload there. That's a shit ton. I mean, it's not a shitload in Vegas because everything's so nice. And I was going to say, it's not hard. No, it's not hard to do. But it's a fuck ton of but, money. But I mean, if you have to spend that, you're like, fuck, okay. That's a fuck ton We're of gonna money. We're going to party. For three days. Yes. Three days. And he was spending it on moi. Well, Brittany, on but Brittany. me too. <laughs> yeah, I think you took full advantage of your little birthday time. Oh, for sure. I'm one of those people who has, this is going to make me sound so, so bitchy, but like a birthday month. Terrible. Like a birth month. Terrible. That's me. <laughs> you know America's birthday is in the same month, right? I do. And guess <laughs> what? I celebrate my birthday on that day too. <laughs> so we get to our cabana. We're... Uh, getting to know Chris just so happens he needs to spend these $10,000 in these three days um, and once you reach a certain tier in the casinos that's when you start getting a lot of perks oh yeah so they give you free rooms you stay there for free yeah you get into clubs for free you get to see shows for free they give you a lot of amenities yes. Vegas is like that they will get give you and you know try to get you to come back in any way possible oh absolutely. you're gonna spend money and gamble there and the house always wins so typically you're losing and you know they're banking on that so they'll they'll give they'll you give anything you rooms, to get yeah. you to come back so he was staying for free in caesars just to try to get him to come back and then uh he was spending this amount this x amount of money and turns out his cousin he's from california Turns out his cousin is one of the largest farmers in California. Yeah. Little naive Presley over here is like, <laughs> oh my God, what does he farm? Do you farm grapes? And is it a winery? <laughs> is it a vineyard? Can I go? Can I go? <laughs> so Karina looks at me like, are you dumb? <laughs> He's a farmer, wink, wink. He's a farmer, Presley, like weed, weed farmer. And I was like, Oh, super dope so you farm weed that's so cool <laughs> he goes no i don't my cousin does okay cool you know a lot about weed oh my gosh you guys should come back to my room later like mm, okay another red flag hang on but you guys should come back to my room later because i have so much weed like all right well i don't smoke but can my brother come <laughs> yes your birthday paid off for me. He goes, absolutely, sure. So, okay, awesome. Then he goes, do you guys want to go gamble? So at Caesars, they have a little side pool um, off of the public pool where you they have blackjack tables. So we all sit down at the blackjack table. Um, he gives all of us $100 to gamble with. And I'm playing with Karina, just kind of like teach her. And then um, Caitlin's going by herself. Brittany's going by herself, but Chris is helping her. Mm -hmm. And so we're all gambling. We win X amount of money. And our immediate response is to give it to him. Because we're like... Give it back? Yeah, we gave him yeah. all the chips. Because we were like, what are... Like, I feel weird keeping it. Yeah, like, for you've sure. Given just us, stick it in your pocket. Yeah, you've given us so much today. So we give him back all the chips. And he goes, okay, let's go cash out. Like, if you guys are ready... So we're heading out and uh, we go to the cashier and she hands him a wad of cash, which he proceeds to hand to Brittany. 
And so he gave y'all all the winnings. So he gave Brittany all the winnings. Brittany, okay. Yeah. He likes Brittany. He likes He's on the Brittany, Brittany train. And so we're all just starstruck right now. Like, what is happening? And he goes, Brittany, let me take you shopping. I'll take you to Louis Vuitton. I'll take you to Prada. I'll take you wherever you want to go. And Brittany is very humble, very reserved in a lot of aspects. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, I cannot have you do this. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I've seen Pretty Woman, okay? I've seen Pretty Woman. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm over here, like, trying to kick her. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Get a bag. Give me a birthday gift. Give me a birthday present. (laughs) I knew that that was exactly where that was going. But she said no, totally understandable. We all got our cut of the winnings, which was fantastic. That's fucking cool. So everyone got $200 for nothing. We all got $100. We let Brittany keep the majority. Okay, that's cool. But, or Brittany decided she was going to keep the majority. Okay. But She's like, if it wasn't hey, for me. Brittany's looks are the ones that got us here. So yeah. shout go. out to you. So uh, that day, Caitlin was leaving. She was leaving a day early, actually. So uh, we mentioned to Chris like okay we have to go back to our hotel because Caitlin is leaving and he goes no problem let me call you a car okay thank you so much like that's dope and he goes and then you guys can come back and with your brother or whoever and uh, we can hang out in my room we're like okay and so we go back we get Caitlin all packed up and the driver is driving us back to Caesars and the driver looks back and he goes which one of you is going to the airport and Caitlin goes like oh me and we were like why he goes oh because Chris mentioned like I'm taking somebody to the airport after and we were like Caitlin you're riding solo in a limo to the airport like see ya Vegas what a sign off yeah there you go so Chris is taking care of y'all or Brittany. Chris is taking care of Brittany. <laughs> so, Caitlin leaves. Oh my gosh, we had such an amazing time. So awesome. And uh, Chris meets us like in the lobby of Caesars. I don't remember where we met him. And he takes us back to where the elevators are. And he's not staying in like the normal Caesars palace rooms, mm-hmm. he's staying in the Nobu Tower. The Nobu Tower is. Very nice. Very, Very nice. nice. Big. Okay, they don't have regular rooms. Everything in there is a suite, and then yeah. the suite levels go up and up and up. They go way up. They have security at the elevators. You have a, uh, you your have key to have card a key has card to do to operate the elevator to yeah. operate the elevator. So we go up to his room, and we're like, "Holy shit!" First his of room all, was very nice. So I've been in Vegas a lot. I've been in some very nice rooms. I've been in some re- the regular rooms, and then I've only seen the super nice suites that are. Five ten thousand dollars a night. His room was a few grand for sure a night. Giant living room area. Uh, his bedroom was really nice. The bathroom was super dope. A giant dining room table that could fit like 10, 12 people in there. The kitchen. His mini bar. Typically, when you go to Vegas, yes, they have the mini bar, but it's stocked with like generic stuff. Mm-hmm. Not generic, just like call, like mid level, Jack Daniels, Crown, oh, yeah. you know. His stuff was all uh, Belvedere, Chopin for vodka, Crown XO, or whatever the nice one is. Mm-hmm. It had some bourbons, um, Patron was Patron. the tequila in there. Yeah. It had nice shit in there. So not a normal mini bar. <laughs> not a normal room. It was a very nice room. Very nice room. Also, all room, all normal rooms in Vegas, you cannot open the windows. No. You can't. That's not reasons. a thing. Safety reasons. His, you could. So we were like, 
Oh, I actually shit. asked him about that, and he said, typically I stay in the other suite that has one of the only handful of balconies. balconies. They don't yeah. have balconies in Vegas. Vegas is the suicide city. That's where people go to blow their money, party, hookers, drugs, and then end it. So there's a reason why they don't have not only windows that, that can open or balconies. Yeah, not only that, though. So many drunk accidents can happen. No, it's like, for suicides. Okay, well, I was trying to make light of the situation. No, that's exactly so. why. <laughs> So I have to go to the bathroom. I go and I don't even know how to function this toilet. That's how nice it is. Like we are on cloud nine. Like was how it like the this... toilet in a why him with the digital? Yeah, stuff? literally. <laughs> yes, with uh, with the girl talking to yes. you. Yeah, literally like that. So on his table though, when we walked in, he had an array of weed. Yeah. Okay. So this guy's staying there alone. And hoping to meet friends and some girls, you know, and have fun. He has a fuckload of weed for just three days. <laughs> he has, in my opinion, probably three ounces of really, really good weed. And, of course, at this time, there's dispensaries in Vegas, so they have really good shit there. So it's there. all legal. It's all legal there. And luckily, we're very jealous of them. Texas <laughs> will be soon. I know it. He has about three ounces of good, good weed. Then he has, I can't even quantify it because I don't really know how much oil, but a lot of fucking oil. <laughs> then he has a big ass bong, a very nice one, and then a very nice rig, which is used to smoke oil out of. He's got a few grand of stuff sitting right there. Just, just sitting on his, hey, you on his coffee table. Yeah, hey, you're Presley's brother, right? Oh, Kelly, you're, you know, Bobby's girlfriend. Smoke whatever you want. Yep. And we got fucking hot. <laughs> hot. So finally, we decide it's time to go. We leave, and um, we never saw Chris again. <laughs> that was our sugar daddy. Did he text Brittany again? Or? Oh, yeah. He texted her multiple times. He actually offered to pay for our rooms and flights if we wanted to stay a few days after with him. And, and we, why didn't we stay? Well... <laughs> I mean, he offered Brittany, oh. but you know, <laughs> we came in the package. No, no, Brittany can stay, but she demands a suite with three rooms. With three rooms. Um, and Brittany, I don't even, I think she texted him back maybe once or twice after that. And other than that, she just didn't. That's cold, Brittany. <laughs> That's real cool. That's it. She was like, she felt uncomfortable. She should have kept talking to him. And then next time she goes to Vegas, be like, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas. She, he, that guy, next time he went, he probably would have flown her out there. Oh, for sure. Flown her out there, paid for her rooms, done whatever she wanted, taken her shopping, taken care of her, truly. But, you know, that was all we heard from Chris. And... Thank you, Brittany, for an amazing birthday. <laughs> That's a, you know what? You should have had them take you on some of the badass tours. Uh, you oh, know what? Like it was some a of time the crunch. Tours? Yeah, there's some. So there's a lot of like we were saying. There's a lot of stuff in Vegas. Mm -hmm. A lot of shows. All the Cirque du Soleil shows are awesome. We've Caw. seen Penn and Teller is amazing. Yeah. Super funny illusionist that will tell you what they're gonna do and then do something quicker and mind blowing in front of you instead, and mind fuck you. They're so funny. I was in their show when I was 12. You got fun called fact. up. Yeah, you got called up on stage. That was fun. Uh, you know what? One thing we didn't do, we always wanted to see, like we're huge animal nerds, is uh, Siegfried and Roy, the magician show where they had live tigers. And yeah, that didn't go well. Lions, and <laughs> one of them got mauled. He survived, but uh, he got mauled and had a stroke at the same time. Supposedly, he said that he actually had the stroke first and that he was falling down and the tiger was grabbing him was to protect him. Was trying to him. save him, yes. yeah. That was his story. But, uh, you know, they were amazing. We never got to see that show. Speaking of tigers, 
I know everyone's self-quarantine is going crazy. If you have not seen Tiger King... So we hopped on the bandwagon and watched Tiger, Tiger King, King. on Netflix is ridiculous. It's so funny. We happen to live in one of those crazy states where the exotic animal laws are pretty lenient. Like Ohio, like in Oklahoma, where Oklahoma, the show is filmed. Florida. Texas is too, and Florida. Mm-hmm. You can own a tiger, bro. You should not, but you can <laughs> go through certain ways and get one. And it's quite ridiculous. The show is about uh, rival orphanages or private zoos. And then there's some murder, illegal shit, threatening. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Definitely watch the show. Definitely watch we it. We actually had a big cat orphanage. Oh, like 15, 15 minutes. minutes away from us. And it got shut down from funding. But I went there and it was crazy. I'm hoping it wasn't like this one, but. I don't It was pretty small, though, compared it was very to small. these. Yes. And, um. That was sad because it was so small. The, the thing is, this one was their public front. They had another property in Bandera that was like 45, 50 acres. And they said oh. those were either not visually appealing animals, like they had been beaten or hurt okay. in circuses. Yeah. So they didn't want to show them to people. Or they are just so ferocious you couldn't get near the cage. Oh, shit. No, so you I just didn't get near know that, it. though. Yeah. They, it actually was right behind uh, I played church? <laughs> no, I played softball in um, in high school. And it was directly behind the softball field. Really? Yeah. It was On super Leslie close. Road. Yep. yep. So, pretty dope. Watch that show, for sure. Shout out to Sugar Daddy in Sin City as well. <laughs> Wherever you are, Chris. Wherever you, you are, know what? Chris. So, his reasoning for having all that money was pretty interesting, actually. Uh, he said he was a welder. And we're like, he huh? Didn't say that. He said, which I never looked this up, or I don't know if it's true, but he said that he was one of only a few hundred in the United States that could weld titanium. Mm-hmm. So that he did stuff that... Either he said, like, super deep water for pressure or space. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can imagine if you weld that kind of shit, not a lot of people can handle that and do that. That's got to be very specialized. Yeah, I don't think we ever looked that up, but apparently that's what he did. So pretty that's dope. pretty cool. Maybe he was working with uh, Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Sending shit at SpaceX and stuff. Yeah. Elon you Musk. Know. You never know. <laughs> so that is a epic and a fantastic 21st birthday only time oh being legal God. Vegas story fantastic only time I've been there while I was legal and it was a perfect send off I I literally think about that day so much We're, you know what I'm actually super excited to go back to Vegas once we once I and well you two fully recover because I've never been gambling sober. Oh my God, you'd probably make so much money. So here's the thing, like I said, I'm a decent, no, I'm a good gambler and I'm good at craps. And next morning when I wake up, I talk to my girlfriend, I look at my wallet and I made money. But every single time, multiple girlfriends have told me, you had way more money, you were shit-faced at the <laughs> table, walk started away. losing, and I said, let's go, but I couldn't drag you away from the table. So having a clear and sober mind, I'm very interested to see how that goes next time. Great gamblers know when to walk away. It's hard when you're fucked up. Drunk gamblers never know when it's to walk so, away. Yeah, when you're fucked up, it's difficult there's a reason why the house always wins and they built that city on gambling oh for sure so you know great great times so i've never actually been to vegas for my birthday but there's a specific reason why my birthday is november 27th 
which is always falls right around Thanksgiving. It's been on Thanksgiving multiple times. Mm -hmm. So instead of going to Vegas for my birthday in November, what I like to do is I prolong it for a month and some change and I go for fucking New Year's. Okay, so he shits on me for having a birth month and then he says that he prolongs it until New Year's from the end of November. (laughs) I just don't do anything. I don't throw any go crazy here. I just save my money and go there. Yeah. Okay, first up. Vegas is the biggest party town ever, ever. I mean, if you haven't been, I highly recommend. If you, you know, there's gambling, there's shows, there's women, there's drugs. There's a lot of fun for everyone. There really is, even children and, and families. So when I went to Vegas uh, for New Year's, I went one year and then the, and I went one year with my family. The next time I went, I went with, it was a guy's trip, just four guys and holy shit. So just to let you know about Vegas, it's, um, like I said, a few miles of casinos and it's just one long road. And on the strip, it's a a pretty busy road. Well, for New Year's, they shut down the entire strip for vehicles and it's filled with hundreds of thousands of people in the streets partying. Super fucked up and it's just a blast. Yeah, so I've been to New Year's in Vegas when I was younger, when I was like in middle school. And then this past year, I actually went to New Year's in Times Square. That's and, dope. That's, I mean, And amazing. I have to say, the New Year's in Times Square, it's a lot more organized than you would think. They like fence people off, the streets are open, and people are only in very tight very tightly packed. See, I feel like it would be chaos over there, They're too. They're very tightly packed, but they are in very, like, sequestered areas. So it, it wasn't chaotic at all when I went to Not like Vegas. New York. Unlike Vegas, where it is a shit show. Oh, yeah. Everyone is running through the streets. It's open carry on the strip. So For alcohol. For alcohol, <laughs> not, not guns, sorry. But for alcohol, um, and so literally, it's, it's just a huge party in the street. Yeah, it's a it's a blast. So I, I spent one New Year's actually down there in the streets the entire time, and when the clock struck twelve, and what they do is they start at one end of the strip, and both casinos on each side do a mini fireworks show. You know, thirty seconds, a minute, however long, maybe a couple minutes, and then every casino goes all the way down the strip to the other end, and it's a badass fucking huge fireworks yeah. show. So this year, I went on a boys trip. I went with my good friend Casey, and I went with Mike, and I went with one of Mike's friends. He was a good friend too. Well, we became good friends later, and I didn't really know him that well then. So we go out to Vegas, and most of us are single, only Casey wasn't, and uh, we plan to have fun and get fucked up. Little thing is, most people go to Vegas for a few days. Uh, Mike and his friend were there for four or five nights, Casey and I went for 14 days. Which is absolutely ridiculous. A long fucking time in Vegas. The reason why is that uh, Casey's cousin was a taxi driver and actually lived in Vegas. So we're like, oh, dope. The free rooms that I have, we'll take advantage of them. And then we'll stay with Mike and his friend a couple nights in their badass room. And then the rest of the time, we'll stay with your cousin. We Mm -hmm. won't have to, you know, blow our money on rooms. Yeah. Well, you know, we had our fun and uh, it was about a weekend and then our other two friends get there and then we knew a couple from high school that was also there and we're ready for New Year's. So we plan to go to this club. It's where 
um, that couple, Sarah and her boyfriend, wanted to go. They wanted to go to the Marquee. The Marquee is the, in the Cosmopolitan. It is a badass open rooftop, open rooftop club that kind of goes over the strip. So you're over all the people that are down there in the strip, and it is super fucking badass. Yeah, on New Year's too. So, so. first off, if you've never been to Vegas in a club, there, their covers are at least for guys are 50 75 bucks depending on how badass it is if it's the weekend you know the nights whatever well that night for new year's we had already talked to multiple clubs minimum 250 dollars cover which is fucking expensive but there's a reason these clubs are amazing you're in vegas it's new year's so we all pay the 250 to get in this club and uh sarah and her boyfriend have already a table a little vip section he had a lot of money so we're gonna go there and i pull all the guys into the restroom and i was like hey guys it's fucking time well, I had brought a little surprise for our New Year's. I had brought a whole bunch of shrooms. <laughs> and they were just normal psychedelic shrooms. I knew a guy in San Marcos that would, uh, shout out to him. Hope he's still making them. <laughs> I um, hope he's not for, they're amazing. for okay. this reason. So instead of just eating the shrooms or making it into something, what he did is he would extract the psilocybin, the active ingredient in shrooms that makes you trip balls, and he would infuse them in Everclear. So... Each test tube that you would get would have half a shot of Everclear and a gram and a half of shrooms. And they were strong. Talk we had about tried a cocktail. Yeah. So I pull out four test tubes for us four. And I'm like, let's do it. It's a gram and a half. It's an Everclear. It's going to fuck you up and hit you fast. They're good. I've had them before. Well, previous to the trip, I had text each of the guys to ask them if they wanted to do it. Every single one of them told me yes. Fuck out. Yeah, I'll buy them. It's on me. We get there, we're in the restroom, everybody says no. They all pussied out, they're Name. afraid to do it in the club. <laughs> it's New Year's, there's so many people, and they're like, oh, I don't think so, like, this is not a good idea. I was like, fuck, fuck you, like, come on, guys, like, someone do it with me. So Mike and his friend walk out of the restroom, and it's just me and Casey. And I'm like, Casey, what should I fucking do? He's like, I don't know, dude. Like, I was like, please do them with me, I'll do three, and you do three. He's like, no, dude, I'm too scared. Like, he pussied out. I was like, you know what, that's fine, fuck it. So I took all of them. I took all four test tubes. I took six grams, which if you've never taken shrooms, that's, you're going to really, really trip. That's the highest level. Once you get above five grams, you're tripping very, very, very hard. In Vegas, around hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I, YOLO, you know, this is before all that happened. YOLO, you just, just live your life. Do it. Do something crazy once in a while. I mean, it was not safe, and I didn't get in trouble. I didn't get hurt. But, um, but not recommended. Do not this do this night, at home. <laughs> yeah, this night was wild. So I take my shrooms, go out of the bathroom, meet everyone at the table, and we proceed to drink a lot. Within that hour, it's going to hit, you know, it was about an hour until midnight. Midnight comes, the fireworks show, I'm already tripping balls. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing clothes. Beautiful women everywhere. Some of my best friends with me. Amazing time. Not to mention all the lights. All the lights and the fireworks. I mean, shrooms is a, you know, it messes with lights. You love yeah. your lights, colorful, explosion. You feel love everywhere. It's a fucking party. And New Year's <laughs> in Vegas, rooftop club. So, boom, New Year's happens. We drink, you know, I don't even know, until 2, 3 in the morning. And um, Sarah's boyfriend goes to the bathroom. And he had bought, I want to say about 14 or 15 bottles of champagne by this time. And he takes the bottle with him to the bathroom. Well, he comes out screaming, getting uh, in a headlock, choked out by this bouncer. All these bouncers come in. My buddy Mike goes over there. He gets involved. They get kicked out. Turns out that Sarah's boyfriend 
walked into the bathroom with the bottle and was chugging it while he's taking a piss at the urinal. The bouncer tells him, or supposedly said that he had yelled at him, following him into the bathroom, you cannot take that in there. He gets in there and he goes, fuck you, this is my bottle, I can do what you want. And they said, no, it, it, you cannot take a bottle in there. And he's, I own it, fuck you. I well, wonder why, that's weird. It's, I don't know. It, it, something must have happened for them to have that rule. But Probably for like safety reasons, yeah, fights whole and bottle. stuff. I yeah. mean, I, because you know what's a funny thing too? All the bottles, I was drinking Bud Light that night, they're the aluminum screw tops. Yeah. They weren't even glass. But champagne bottles are glass. <laughs> yeah, you can't, there. yeah, of course. Yeah. That's why I'm saying they maybe no glass oh, in the probably. bathroom. I don't know. Well, so Sarah's boyfriend and Sarah gets thrown out. My buddy Mike gets thrown out because he gets involved with that. I don't know where his fucking friend is. And then my other buddy uh, I knew had taken off or disappeared in the night dancing on some girl trying to hook up with her. So in a matter of a few minutes, all this commotion comes out. They throw all of them out, and I stay awake because I'm fucking tripping balls, and I'm scared. <laughs> ah, too much, too much. Overload. Uh-uh. I don't want to talk to no bouncer. I don't want anyone yelling at me. I'm chilling, having the time of my life. Well, they kick them all out. They separate them. Whatever happens. And I'm sitting in the club like, oh, shit, I got to go. So... I leave the club, and I'm looking for everyone out in the casino. Where the fuck is everyone? I pull up my phone. My phone's fucking dead. Okay. Red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Should have charged my phone. That's definitely true. So, I don't know what to fucking do. Um, I can't get a hold of Casey. You know, my phone's dead. I don't know where he went. But I do know that tonight, we had planned on staying in Mike and his friend's room. They had a suite. So we already were going to crash there instead of going all the way back to his cousin's house. Mm-hmm. Well, I know where they're staying. They're staying at the uh, in Aria in the Vidara Tower. So I get into the street. There's hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> around, all partying, shit-faced. I look in the sky and I see, there it is, the Vidara Tower. Badass. Walk that way, Bobby. Cool. <laughs> so I'm walking. I am tripping my face off. Having a great Having time. Having the best time ever. <laughs> I guess I didn't cross anyone that there was, it was all good vibes. Everyone was partying. I mean, I'm silly as a goose over there, you know, (laughs) like a kid farting in bathtubs. I'm tripping balls. (laughs) Everyone's nice to me. I'm vibing with everyone, having a great time, meeting people. You know, it's been like 45 minutes and I look up, I'm like, how close am I? Oh my God. It's not there. <laughs> I've been walking the wrong fucking way. I got turned around. For where I've been 45 partying, minutes. 45 minutes walking away further. So I was already probably like a mile and a half, a mile from it, yeah. walking further. Oh my God. So I'm like, fuck. Turn around. Walk this way. Walk this way. It takes me about three hours to get back to the actual casino because I got turned around another time or two, popped into the or casino. Three, just or wherever people were <laughs> and wanted to go, I was... I was free that night i'm gonna go where the wind takes me yeah where the shrooms take me <laughs> so i finally show up to the vidara tower and casey's sitting right out front bobby where the fuck have you been we were so worried about it. we tried to call you i'm like bro y'all disappeared they got thrown out blah blah i didn't know where anyone was dude i had an adventure i was lost in the sea but now i am found i am back <laughs> I have washed up ashore. I washed up on shore, yeah. <laughs> that fucking bottle, you know, that message in bottle made it. So he informs me that he has already tried to go upstairs and he's been waiting outside for hours while Mike and his buddy apparently passed the fuck out in their hotel room and Casey was already banging on the door trying to get, they didn't wake up. Yeah. So he's like, what the fuck are we going to do? Well, we had already planned to stay with them that night. And one of the things about me and John is since we were staying there so many days, 
we would only take the amount of money for that day. Okay, smart. So we had already assumed that we were staying with them, mm-hmm. and so we spent most of our money. Yeah. Well, Casey's cousin, he lived about, I, you know, I want to say 15, 20 minutes away from the casinos on the Strip. Um, we had already taken the trip a few times, and we knew it cost about $60, $65. Yeah. It was quite an expensive taxi ride every time, especially when we go there and come back every day. Yeah. So we didn't have that money. Well, and they lived in the very residential part of Las Vegas. Oh, so yeah. He not... wasn't, like, right around the corner. Right. Yeah. So we come up with the plan that we should go and take our $20, $30 and gamble. <laughs> and that's what we do. We go to a, a, a casino. I think we played blackjack for a little bit, made a little bit of money. And then <laughs> I love craps. I was like, let's go play craps. And I'm still tripping balls. Really bad. <laughs> it is fascinating to be in a casino the lights the colors everything's grabbing your attention just everything looks badass and we go to the craps table we're playing it's a lot of fun i mean a lot of fun on shrooms and it's going well then the dice gets passed to me and i'm the one that has to throw the dice Uh oh now the shrooms have turned on me now i'm very nervous very scared everyone's looking at me staring at me they know they know. They know. Super paranoid. Super paranoid. The dealer's like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Shoot the dice here. So here we go. I take the dice. First throw. Way off the table. Almost hit someone. Way onto the floor. Everyone stares at me. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Shoot again. I was like, oh my fucking God. Dice. Dice man. The dealer throws me back. Or he pushes me the, the dice back with the stick. Keep them on the fucking table, buddy. Okay. Got he knows. You. He knows. He knows. So I take the dice. They don't even fucking make it across. Halfway across the table. So they, in- they hit the, the chips that like is in front of the stick man. So in crabs, both die, die, both die, have to hit the backstop. Yes. Both of them have to hit the other end of the table so and come back. These didn't even make it like halfway. No, not at all. It, it looked like a little kid had thrown them. Like, meh. Yeah. So I am super fucking nervous. They're not giving me good looks. I, I shoot a few times more and luckily make it. And um, I think I, the fastest. I've never been glad to seven out and lose all my money on that particular turn. But the dice are out of my hand and it goes to my friend Casey. I was like, thank fucking God. <laughs> so they passed the, you know, the dice to Casey. And I was like, okay, good. Now we can start winning money again. He fucking passes the dice. He's like, no, dude, I don't want to mess up the vibe. I was like, are you, I'm tripping balls. You already, and you you already me, messed up the vibe. I already <laughs> fucked up bad. You're just drunk. Like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. So he passes the dice. And at this point, we look down and we're like, I think we have enough money. Let's just fucking go. Yeah. So we leave. We hail a taxi and uh, tell them where the address is. And the guy's like, you know, that's kind of expensive, right? Like at least 60 bucks. And we're like, yeah. Like, okay, go. Mind you, this is before, like, Uber, Lyft, all that. Oh, it was yeah, only this taxis. shit wasn't around. Which, by the way, now, I, I, I'm pretty sure the taxi drivers hate Uber and Lyft oh, taking all their business in Vegas absolutely. and doing cheaper. Absolutely. But it, totally worth it. It's great. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Love Uber and Lyft. Super convenient. So, we're taking our taxi ride back to his cousin's house, you know, probably about a 15, 20-minute drive. And we're going, and we're going, and we're sitting there watching the meter go up, and we're like, Fuck. Fuck, it's hit 50 bucks, $55, 60 65 Like, bro, what the fuck, man? Like, this is getting expensive. He's like, dude, we, we only have like 10 15 more dollars than that, you know, just a little bit of money. Why don't we have him pull over at this gas station right here? 
we'll go in and buy snacks and some beer and my cousin's house is right down the street in like the next neighborhood or two and we'll just walk there and i was like okay fuck yeah ideal situation yeah for sure and i'm still tripping yeah (laughs) so sure when he's telling me this i'm like okay you okay i believe you i I trust you you. (laughs) so we stop it was like a 65 almost 70 dollars taxi ride give him the money and uh going and get our shit come out and we start walking start walking down the street tripping balls <laughs> drinking which by the way we thought it was open container law but i'm pretty sure that only applies to the actual las vegas strip it's only on the strip. not like a residential area no. walking out with a tall boy and we are fucked up stumbling well we're walking for a while and i'm like john where the fuck is the neighborhood <laughs> we pass neighborhood after neighborhood and we know the name and he's like dude i'm not gonna lie to you i don't fucking know how far it is i thought we were closer i was like oh my god we can't do anything like we yeah, can't do anything at this point so we keep walking in it takes us an hour and a half maybe an hour <laughs> 45 minutes to get back to his fucking cousin's house oh my god and people are like oh wait this is like seven eight in the morning taking kids to school we see school buses like and we're fucked up we're like you're dude like with your beer no, we actually after a while we're like dude we need to throw these out like we cannot be oh. stopped like mm-mm we finally get there to his fucking cousin's house. Like, I'm pretty sure, damn near eight in the morning. Fucked up. Oh my God. Coming off shrooms. But yeah, that was a. Mama, we made it. We made it, Mama. <laughs> Vegas had me, but she let me go. <laughs> Absolutely unreal stories in Vegas for us, but some of the best times, I have to say. Vegas is. Fuck yeah, Vegas is awesome. Vegas is awesome, I think. I'm sure you're excited to go gamble there. So I haven't gambled in about two years in a casino. Yeah. And I would go at least twice a year. The Let's last time was for my 21st birthday, yeah. probably. Which no, is to be... almost two years ago. Oh, okay, yeah. You're yeah. about to be 23. I was like, no. But yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, so. One thing we need to do, I don't know, we've already told you we're a big fan of paranormal. Um, Ghost Adventures, Zach Baggins, yeah. he bought a really fucking haunted house there. And he turned it into a museum and put all his creepy and haunted and cursed shit in there. So we definitely need to do that. We'll yeah, no, super pumped to go there. That'll be super fun. He actually did an episode in his haunted house or That's in very, his museum. I think museum. they did two, one yeah. or two, but it was real In crazy. his museum and shit happened. And yeah. he was like, oh my God, I want to go there. <laughs> Vegas is Vegas. Plus, weed is legal there. The dispensaries, if you've never been to a dispensary before, mm-hmm. it's amazing. You've never it's- seen that much weed. You've never seen the selection. When I went there, I was smoking the oil carts, and they handed me a binder, and they said, how much do you want to spend? I was like, mm, up to $75 or 70 on a card. They're like, really? That's a very nice card here. Most of our cards here are like 40 50 bucks. They have price ranges. Oh my Everything's God. cheap there because there's so many dispensaries, they need to stay competitive. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like bottom dollar for primo fucking weed. Right. I got a couple wraps. You got CBD oil. Yeah, so I'm a huge fan, huge advocate of CBD oil. I, I'm not a smoker. I don't really mess I around. Am. I don't really mess around with weed, but I use CBD oil and CBD tinctures, um, CBD lotion and CBD yeah. tinctures for a variety of reasons. And I must say, it they are life-changing. Absolutely amazing products. Um, you know they give it to dogs? Yeah, they give it to dogs for yeah. anxiety. and <laughs> It like, calms them down. Calms them down. Supposedly. We, we had never given them to our dogs. No. So I mean, I smoked out my dogs. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I don't really know what it does to dogs, but all I know is for me and what I use it for, oh my gosh, it does wonders. So huge Helps fans You know what? I, uh, I do use it now, the CBD, because uh, since I've been sick, there's a reason why my, uh, we don't know why my joints hurt. So with the joints hurting, that's always helped a lot. So oh, there is yeah. a variety of reasons. I mean, weed is just good in general, but you can use, you know, use it for a variety of reasons. Yeah, absolutely. So that's our stories, I must say. All right, guys. Well, I mean, we have a lot more. We have some other Vegas stuff, too, that we'll share later on. Yeah. But I think that's it for now. And um, if you want to tune in, next Tuesday, we'll be dropping another episode. Yep. Every Tuesday, guys, be sure to listen in. Please subscribe and like our channel on YouTube if you're listening on iTunes. Subscribe and subscribe again. All of our social media is effing priceless. So at effing priceless on whatever social media forum that you are on. And again, huge shout out to our intro band. Saltwater Slide. Saltwater Slide is from here. They're local in San Antonio. Um, they're a reggae band and they are fucking good. They're really awesome. I actually saw them live and I didn't know about this band before, but I listened to this band uh, called Bumpin' Uglies, a badass reggae band. Saw them here in town, and this band opened for them because they won a contest beating out other bands. Yeah. Since then, I've been hooked. Check them out. So, super, super cool band. And then our outro music for uh, Love Killed the Hero, Wally Robles. A shout out to those Wally. guys. Yes, check out their NPR Tiny Decimation video. And that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening in to episode two. Can't wait to see you guys for episode three. See you. Hey, my body.